0: Hello friends and a warm welcome to the Slow Living Collective. This is a podcast about slowing down, living seasonally and embracing an intentional life. So introductions. I'm Amy. I'm a 30 something mum of two, homemaker, home educator and allotment gardener. And these podcasts are love notes from me, sharing the things that I sometimes need to hear myself as well. In these episodes, I'm going to delve into what it means to walk a different path, to stepping outside societal norms and embracing all the beauty that it provides. From educating our children outside of the school system, living in a small home by choice, surrounding ourselves with a life of intention instead of living a life by default. I welcome you to come on this journey with me and open your mind to maybe a different way of living. I hope you find what you're looking for within the words of these podcasts, and I hope they speak to you in your own unique way. Hello friends, and welcome back to the Slow Living Collective. Today I want to dive into something, I guess, a little heavy, and... It's kind of related to a podcast that Talia and I have just recorded for Our Slow the Heck Down podcast and I thought because it was on my mind I was going to record it and yeah just put it out there. Now we've recently been discussing multi-level marketing over on the other podcast and the reason we decided to discuss it is because it's something we've both been a part of. We were both part of the same company and I was actually part of the company first and Talia came to me looking for the opportunity, quote-unquote. And we discussed it and she ended up, after a short period of time, she ended up joining underneath me. So I was essentially her leader, as as is the structure of multi-level marketing. And it was... difficult time for us for the both of us on reflection in hindsight so I wanted to go through some of the shame that is attached to multi-level marketing now we've touched it on this on our own podcast and you can hear both of our thoughts and experiences over on slow the heck down and we are going to be releasing a couple of podcasts related to multi-level marketing and so I really wanted to put something here as well I guess just as I reflect on some of the stuff that we've discussed over the course of those podcasts and if you're listening to this like as soon as it's fresh out the out the gate then you might end up listening to this one first but I feel like it's something I need to unpack And so definitely listen to all of these sort of together if you can, because it was a really real and raw and open conversation that we had. It was difficult in parts, particularly for me to hear some of the stuff that um, occurred and how difficult that was for myself for Talia and yeah I'm just gonna dive in and talk about multi-level marketing like you can go and listen to like the entire conversation over there but I want to talk about from my own personal perspective what multi-level marketing does and what it leaves you with and some of the difficult parts to myself that i've had to make peace with and maybe that i still haven't made peace with and i think it's really important to really dive into and understand the shame that is attached to leaving multi-level marketing when you realize just what has occurred so i want to start at the beginning And give you just a brief overview in case you haven't heard our other podcast or they're not out yet. We were both part of a multi-level marketing company, a health and wellness company, and we both joined... Within a couple of years of each other, um, I can't rem- really remember the dates, but I joined first. I reached out to somebody I saw posting on Instagram and you know, saw that she was having this wonderful life. It looked so much fun, she was earning all these bonuses and all this money for her family. And I was at a time in my life where I really needed the extra money. I mean, that's kind of how lots of people end up in multi-level marketing, if I'm honest, because they, you know, they feel like they need this extra income. And it's really common. And I actually feel like in today's society, you know, here in the UK, things are very shaky financially. And I worry that more people are going to fall prey to multi-level marketing. And it's one of the things that myself and Talia really wanted to address, is that when we speak out about our experience, it's because we want to prevent others for having to go through some of the things that we went through because it was really difficult. Multi-level marketing can be easily compared to a cult. They're referred to as commercial cults. And the thing about cults is that you don't realise that you are part of it, that it is cult-like. Until you're well on the other side of it. And it takes a lot of unpacking. A lot of difficult, real and raw conversations. And mine and Talia's conversation on our Slow the Heck Down podcast, like I said, was so difficult. It was so hard to hear some of the things that we experienced together. That I experienced from Talia. That Talia experienced from me, and it was really hard to hear. But I want to put it out there that when you are part of a multi level marketing company, you are a product of the system that has been created, and you are essentially trained by the person above you. And it is this cycle of cult. <laughs> that that doesn't even sound like a proper sentence, but it's this cycle of like cult like qualities. And it is really difficult to hear and really difficult to unpack that you have been part of that because it's really hard to actually understand how difficult it's been but also how how you fell for it because there is such a huge element of mind control and you might be sitting there if you've never been in multi-level marketing and thinking like well surely you would know if something was amiss and you would think so right but these things they're so subtle and it's only when you look back do you realize like oh my goodness like how did I get there? I've always really shied away from the term that is commonly used which is multi-level marketing PTSD because I would always think like you know PTSD is a it's a disorder uh, that I don't want to associate with because there are people that have PTSD from very real situations and it's that com- comparison thing isn't it that you often think like well you know i don't have it as bad as as this person so i i don't get to sort of acknowledge or associate with that that thing but to some extent there really is an element of this um post traumatic stress disorder attached to multi-level marketing especially if you've been in a while which both Talia and I were I was in for longer than her and when you realize that you have essentially been part of a cult you have to really work hard to unpack that but also the shame that comes with that is are really really difficult and so some of you guys who are listening who weren't around during the time that I did multi-level marketing I hope that you understand that I'm not that person anymore and I wasn't that person before either and that it was a product of a system designed to alter who I was in order to I, I guess in order to fulfill the goals of the company and and the system and the pyramid but that doesn't make it any less difficult to unpack and it doesn't make me any less sorry for the things that I did although A lot of this is undue influence it's a huge huge part of it and you know being in a cult acting in a way that you wouldn't normally act in and like i've already said it's a product of how you're trained and you train the next person and they train the next person and the next person and the next person and these teams exist they don't even realize they're doing it either they don't realize that they're doing it and it's awful And that's why it's very difficult to reach people who are in cults, for a start, but to be able to reach people who are are deep in network marketing, multi-level marketing. If somebody came to me while I was in multi-level marketing and said, hey, you're in a cult, I'd be like, dude, you're just a hater. Because that's what I was told to believe, that these people just are unsupportive um, because, you know, you're doing something that's, you know, beyond what normal people do and that's correct right it is beyond what normal people should do but these things they're so subtle and they slowly slowly get you in it's horrifying it is horrifying and that's why people who are in multi-level marketing will say to you um or believe that you know my multi-level marketing company is different Uh, it's not like that here and like some of the things that people who've been in multi-level marketing discuss on the other side you know the cult-like stuff it sounds very extreme but actually when you're in it so so subtle so so subtle that you don't even realize and yeah it was uh like I said a really difficult conversation so I want to sort of delve into the discussions on the shame you feel on the other side. For me, where I am now, I'm four years post multi-level marketing. And I would say on the whole, I have made my peace with the situation. Um, the conversation Talia and I had was difficult to go back to because we've repaired our friendship in many many ways since but there was a lot of difficult discussion and you know she's just one person that I worked with and it's funny because I would say the undue influence the cult-like stuff that I became accustomed to and, and to some extent part of was minor and by minor I mean that there are people out there who engage in multi-level marketing in such a huge, much bigger way than I ever did. And the trail of shame and really unpleasantness that, I, that followed in my wake was enough to be traumatic for myself enough to be traumatic for Talia and you know like I said we both engaged in things that we are not proud of but it's really important to stress that when you're in multi-level marketing you are not you are not yourself you are the product of that undue influence and while you know you might look back and be like what what was that what what did i do i think it's important that you remember in yourself that that isn't you it's not the person you are it is the person that you were trained to be and to some extent because there is this element of you know thought stopping technique that happens and this element of you know pushing aside within that thought stopping pushing aside some of the things that normally would bring you like some questions because there's that you obviously act in a way that is not normal for you and is not who you are and I will keep saying this it's important to remember that that's true because When you're in the situation, you are the product of this cult, you are the product of their undue influence, you are the product of this training and mind-stopping technique that they're pushing onto you and while it's so subtle you don't realise it's happening, it is happening, it is there and it's huge, even if it doesn't feel that way at the time. And some examples of that are toxic positivity, so you are always expected to be positive especially on like team pages you know no negativity no like oh I'm not making any money or I can't seem to sign a, a, a customer or I can't seem to get anyone to join my team like those things are considered negative and they don't want you to be sharing that because that pushes onto other people so hi it's that time of the podcast where my cat has joined us <laughs> so if you hear purring that's what's happening she loves to come and sit on my lap while i'm recording a podcast by myself she never joins me in talia but she always joins me come on <laughs> so another sort of i guess um example of this these thought stopping techniques as well comes like i said in the toxic positivity but it also teaches you although you don't realize it i'll keep i'll keep reiterating that it teaches you to you know block out anything that isn't positive towards you and your business and that includes as far down as you know if people don't support you then you know you should be you know blocking them out and that's awful that's terrible when you look back on it and you might be sitting there as someone who's never been in multi-level marketing and thinking like okay come on you've got to realize that that's bad but there's so many elements to cults that and so many layers that you really believe it and if you've never been part of it it's really going to be really difficult for you to understand and really difficult for you to sort of be able to understand how how much it alters your mind and like I said looking back on it it's so obvious and if you've never been part of it you're going to be like oh Like, why did you get involved in that? Was that not a big red flag? And the thing about the red flags in multi-level marketing is you're subtly trained, subtly taught to ignore them. So to ignore your intuition. Because at the base of it, your intuition is going to be saying to you, "Uh, something ain't right here. But if you're trained and taught to push those feelings aside in this sort of like element of mind control this very subtle element of mind control then you are going to be you know you are going to be able to accept some of the really wacky parts to the normal observer right you're going to be able to push them aside and be like you know that's because this person is a hater or this is because i'm just you know i need to quote unquote step outside my comfort zone and When you look back at some of these things that you've been part of, there is such an element of shame, like I've said. And you can't understand quite how you got caught up in it. And that's because you're now looking back at it with a logical mind. You are detached from the cult and there is this real processing period post-multi-level marketing life. I said in my podcast with Talia that it's incredibly difficult to reach somebody who's in multi-level marketing because you know like I said you've got this undue influence and you've got this mind control and you're you're so deep subtly with all of these little things like one by one on top of each other that are taking place so culty that you don't realize actually how deep and how suppressed a lot of stuff is and that you're operating in this completely different level now and that's why it's really important to remember if like if you identify with any of this or if you've been part of multi-level marketing that you that wasn't you and I'm here for apologizing I'm here for saying like I'm sorry I did some stuff that I'm really really not that proud of and I acted in a way that I'm not proud of either, and thankfully, thankfully, there was I have not lost any friendships or relationships or anything like that because that's really, really common in multi level marketing to there be this sort of level of friction that takes place and And you know Talia and I were not exempt from that. We had a really tricky time in our friendship when she left, and we were going through some some things personally at the same time as well. So it was just tricky for us all round. And because there is this culture that you know if somebody leaves they they don't support you, you need to sort of like cut them out. Alongside some of the trickier things we were going through in our personal lives as well at the time, like both of us going through really tricky stuff really difficult stuff it just meant that our friendship needed to take a little bit of a break and I mean we've discussed it to the ends of the earth you know we're good we have a better friendship than ever and our friendship was able to recover from that and actually our friendship is down to the fact that we met through multi-level marketing Tadia lives 4,000 miles away in Ontario, Canada. And would our paths have crossed without multi-level marketing? I don't think it would have done. Maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. But it, pro- we probably wouldn't have had the level of friendship that we have. We might just sort of like be social media acquaintances, for example. And so I'm grateful in that sense that that multi-level marketing brought our friendship together it also destroyed elements of our friendship at the time and that's because she saw that chink in the armor before I did and you know there's there's nothing wrong with the time it takes it takes the time it takes for you to realize that this is not a good situation to be in and it's not a productive situation to be in And there's nothing wrong with somebody seeing it before somebody else. Uh, There's nothing, you know, nobody's better than anyone else. No one's worse than anyone else. And so, like I said, our friendship had to take a break because of multi-level marketing, but also because of personal situations that were running concurrently to that. And I think that with just multi-level marketing alone, maybe we would have been you know, things would have been a bit different. Or whether we had these personal situations, things might have been a bit different. But together it was a really difficult time. And we took a small break from our friendship, which, by the way, is okay. If you need to take a break from something because you're going through something either personally or together and you need to take this little break in your friendship, there's nothing wrong with that there really is nothing wrong with that and it's then okay to come back together and say hey that was weird wasn't it (laughs) um I'm sorry for my part in that you know this was how I was feeling you can choose to discuss it not discuss it whether it matters anymore or doesn't matter anymore and you know that's normal in friendship I've had that in other friendships as well where you know things have got you know come to a head because I, th- I feel like important relationships and important friendships, you know, they go through these cycles. And these lifelong friendships are are like that, that there are times when friction occurs, right? And you don't need to be these people that have like all out fights and, you know, the silent treatment forever. But where you just take a break and you breathe and, and you know, you gather your thoughts and then you can come back together and be like, hey, that was odd, wasn't it? And, you know, you can decide whether it's in your best interest to then talk that through or whether you're happy to be like, you know what, that was a crappy time for the both of us. And, you know, I'm sorry for my part, you're sorry for your part. Draw a line under it and let's, you know get back to our friendship and you know there is a couple of occasions in really important friendships of mine where that's happened and it's it's okay and it's normal it's normal to need to take a break and sometimes those really deep great friendships just need that that break sometimes you just need to like sometimes people and I feel like it's in the most deepest and uh, lifelong friendships sometimes that that happens and you know sometimes things come up that are difficult for others to deal with and um sometimes we are not as accommodating to that or understanding or you know sometimes people don't share like that's difficult for me and set their boundaries and we're all learning all the time And there's nothing wrong with, you know, just needing to take a moment. So, the shame about multi-level marketing can run really deep. And so there's this period of time after you leave multi-level marketing where you're like, I'm not going to do this anymore, this is the end, you sort of bookend that, and then there's that time where you find out, oh, that's not good. Is that what I've been part of? And there's sort of like this big period of unlearning. So when I left multi-level marketing, it wasn't because I suddenly believed like, oh my God, I'm in a cult, I'm out. And some people are like that. But And, you know, for me personally, my, you know, these episodes, my podcast, my blog, everything I share is always from my experience and my perspective. So, you know, it's going to be different for everyone that. When I left multi-level marketing, it was because I was like, this doesn't feel like it fits me anymore. There's a few little things that I'm just not happy with. I share in more depth on Slow the Heck Down podcast, um, but you know a lot of that was relating to sort of like the birth of my daughter she'd recently been born and you know it was a couple of weeks after she was born that some of the the higher up leaders like at the top of our team were telling me that i needed to be passing my daughter to my husband to work you know i needed to get out of my own way that's a common quote in multi level marketing get out of your own way and I was like, you know, I've, I've got this brand new baby. And I hadn't done any um, work up until that point. And thankfully I never did. Because it, it's, it's not the way I wanted to raise my children, pass my children to my husband so I could work for this company that you essentially have to sell your soul to and I was not going to be a part of that and that's when I was like this doesn't feel right to me however it wasn't at that point where I was like this sounds a bit culty it was like this isn't right for me I want to enjoy my child I don't want to be forced to work when I'm three weeks postpartum I don't want to not spend that time with my child like this is the only time I'm gonna get with my child right she's always I don't want to look back and feel like gosh I spent all my time with her doing something else I, I spent all my time working for this company and so that was my decision to quit but that wasn't when I realized that it was part of a cult now once I'd quit and once I'd made that decision I decided that I would look into the experiences of others of multi-level marketing because there was a few things that I felt a little troubled by as I reflected on it and that's when I came across a lot of sort of anti-MLM content and people who had sort of transitioned out of multi-level marketing and some of the the science-based evidence on how much they are like a cult and so it was like this chink in the armor where I decided I'm gonna leave because this doesn't feel like it's for me anymore and then it moved on to you know I'm gonna sort of find out other people's experiences because that was a little weird right to finding out like oh my gosh this was a cult and you you I'm pretty certain you cannot see that when you're in it I couldn't see it and it's only on the other side when you're like whoa like this is worrying and that's why I think people who discuss sort of like anti-MLM stuff are always called by people in multi level marketing like haters people who weren't successful you know people who just didn't work hard enough and it's just not the case i mean you know the statistics say that 99.6% of people in multi level marketing do not make a penny and some actually lose money and it, it, it's it's those things that are you know pushed aside from you when you're in multi level marketing and when you're in it you you know you're told anybody like me who speaks out about it is a hater, somebody who wasn't successful is miserable in their own lives because you know why would you want to talk about like why would you want to bring down someone else and what they're doing um you know it's such a waste of your time, but it's not a waste of your time because if you have a story, if you have an experience and it's something that you're willing to share, then it's not a waste of time. I consider sharing about multi-level marketing as a really, really important part of who I am now. Because if I can offer this insight and I can stop at least one person from joining and going through the things that I did and all of the shame that is attached to that, then that's good, right? I don't want somebody to have to go through these things because you know we all have questions before we join multi-level marketing and a lot of the recruitment process is the initials of that thought stopping technique you know push those things aside just jump in and don't think about it and it starts there it starts in the recruitment process and it's there the whole time you're in multi-level marketing now of course there is that 0.4% who are successful of course um but they are successful on the back of the 99.6% who aren't successful they and those 0.4% i'm fairly certain they know exactly what they're doing they know that for them to see success everybody underneath them is not and that's problematic now I'm in the 99.6% and I can look back at my time in multi-level marketing and be like I didn't engage in a lot of the really problematic stuff and so I'm pleased about that but there are still elements to it that I'm you know I'm obviously not proud of and the treatment of Talia is one of those we're good, you know, we have discussed this and we know that those things that happened on both sides, the way I treated her, the way, you know, we sort of went for each other was because we were a product of a cult and we just took some time apart, detransitioned from that um, cult-like spot did some inner work on ourselves and you know we were able to come back together and say Jesus (laughs) what just happened there and that's really important too because as I'm talking to you now if you've never been part of multi-level marketing it is probably really difficult for you to understand exactly what I'm getting at and, and what I'm sharing and It can be, I guess, maybe difficult for you to really understand. And you might be thinking like, well, how did you fall for it, Amy? Because it sounds so obvious. But like I said, it's really subtle. And you don't realize you're being controlled. And it's so subtle that there is really no way on earth that you can see it happening. But it's really important if you have been part of multi-level marketing that you have a talia in your life you know, maybe somebody that you did it with, that, you know, you can sort of decompress together and be like, what? (laughs) What happened there? And you're able to discuss things, like, in our podcast, there were still things coming up for the both of us, like, oh my gosh, it wasn't until we did this podcast that I realised that this was happening, and so it is important, because it's a little bit of a... (laughs) quote-unquote journey when you come out the other side and it's a lot of unpacking and sort of decompressing and unlearning some of the stuff that has been pushed on you for a couple of years and you know I think that Talia and I, I don't want to speak for her but certainly for myself, I am at a place where I feel good. And I feel that I've unlearned everything that multi-level marketing pushed into my brain. And it's a cult and it takes a while. Like I said, I'm four years out now. And it's taken a long time. And sometimes there are still things that pull me up, less these days. But sometimes there are still things that pull me up and I've been like, is that because of multi-level marketing? and i think it's really important to give grace to people who have been in multi level marketing and i know how frustrating it is to see people in multi level marketing there are people that i know of that are in multi level marketing i see people every day still falling for it you know i need to earn a little bit of an extra income and you know, they fall prey to one of these companies, Um, you know, whether it's selling essential oils, candles, wax melts, what the other things that are done, perfumes is a big one, health and wellness products, skincare, you know, I think it's really important that um, we understand the depth of these things, you know, they're everywhere, and in a time when it's financially difficult. You know, people are looking for extra ways to earn extra money. And, you know, I know a lot of people say, well, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And I want to ask you, if you've not been part of network marketing, to so just do something for me. When somebody talks about network marketing and they say, um, you know, always well, part of it, and you think, like, how did you fall for it? Don't say it to them please don't say it to them because it's really triggering to have this sort of ideal pushed upon you like well you know I knew it was I knew it was terrible and it's like well it's really difficult to hear actually when you've been part of network marketing that you know somebody thinks they were smarter than you (laughs) um because all it is is that maybe you've just not been the product of that undue influence and that cult-like tactics. And so you, because you've never been part of it, um, or you've never, you know, come across that sort of heavy level of being pushed into a cult, that it's, you, you don't have the same experience. So it's really difficult to be told when you've been in network marketing that you know like duh why did you fall for it like it's not helpful you're no better than anyone else and um, what you really need and what we really need on the other side is just compassion and like I'm sorry you went through that let me listen to your story If you've been in network marketing, I want to speak to you. The times in network marketing, the things you've been through, they are tough. They are really hard. They are difficult to decompress and unlearn. Some of the things you took part in, maybe you don't feel so good about. Maybe some of the things that you fell for, you don't feel so good about. And maybe there are things that you regret. Maybe there are things that bring you a lot of shame. But I want to say this to you. You were the product of a system that infiltrated you, that that controlled your mind, that subtly, subtly, subtly drew you into a cult. It's not your fault. You didn't fall for it. As many people would say, you were the product of this undue influence, of these cult like tactics. And it can be you, it can be me, it could be anyone. Anyone can fall for it. The fact that people still fall for it now, people that have avoided multi level marketing to this point, just shows you that when the undue influence is right, anyone can fall for it. And so, I just want to say to you that you are the product of that system you didn't do anything wrong in a sense you know you might have a lot of shame about the way you acted but you were part of a cult you were part of a commercial cult and your actions do not reflect who you are as a person. On the other side of multi-level marketing is the true freedom that multi-level marketing claims that we need and that we're looking for. On the other side of multi-level marketing you actually get to be the person that you have always wanted to be. You get to find that time freedom. You get to find that potential financial freedom if that's what you were looking for. You get to enjoy the life that multi-level marketing sold to you but doesn't actually exist for the 99.6% of people inside multi-level marketing. Now you might join it and be like, I might be the 4% and you might be, but are you comfortable with being the 0.4% knowing that to do that you have to exploit the 99.6%? I wouldn't be happy with that. I wouldn't be happy knowing that. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night knowing that I'm only rich because I'm exploiting everybody else. That wouldn't sit well with me. I'm not prepared to push those morals aside for that. And like I said, the 0.4%, the people who are making money, are doing so at the detriment to everybody else underneath them. I was the 99.6%. I was being exploited. And um, I'm grateful that I was the 99.6%. I would not want to sit with the shame of being the 0.4% of people who are making money and exploiting others. Because when you come out the other side of that, I can just imagine that the shame is tenfold to what, the 99.6% of people feel so I think it's really common to to feel shame and embarrassment that you were part of this thing where you didn't make money or maybe you even lost money but I would rather be in the group that didn't make money and didn't didn't achieve quote-unquote achieve The things that the multi-level marketing company promotes, I guess. I would rather be in that group of losers than the group of winners that are just exploiting others. There's no way I'd want to be part of that group. No way. No money is worth it. Not to me, I'm afraid. multi-level marketing taught me to slow down it taught me that that hustle culture side hustles always on always being connected always being busy always looking for a sale looking for a teammate promotion all of those things they are the scourge on our society they are the scourge of Everything to do with business. Multi-level marketing isn't running your own business. You're a contractor for a million dollar company. With subpar products that are marked up at a huge, huge rate. On the other side of multi-level marketing, I have found the life that I truly, truly wanted. And that is the opposite of everything that multi-level marketing provided for me, multi-level marketing said that I could have time freedom, that I could own my own time, that I could have financial freedom, that I could work when I wanted and still make an income, that I could work from my phone, that I could work from anywhere. The truth about that is that You can work from anywhere in multi-level marketing. But what they don't tell is you have to work from anywhere and everywhere. Now I live a slow life. I have decompressed and unlearned. And I am a better person than I was when I was in multi-level marketing. The Amy of multi-level marketing isn't Amy. That was the Amy who was a product of the undue influence, of the cult like tactics, of the thought stopping techniques. She was the product of the group indoctrination, of trying to get rid of this sort of individualistic thinking and encourage this sort of groupthink philosophy. She was the product of this us versus them doctrine. She was the product where she was taught to not use her critical thinking of toxic positivity. She was the product of a system where the problems that happen inside multi level marketing are always your fault and never anything else. She's the product of feeling unworthy, of feeling shame. When members leave multi-level marketing companies, they're considered weak. They're considered people who failed, who just gave up, who didn't believe in their dream enough to carry it forward. People who leave multi-level marketing are not the weak ones. They're the strong ones. And I want you to remember that. That shame that you feel, it's normal. I want you to always remember that if you were in multi-level marketing, you were the product of a system, of a cult. You had mind control techniques pushed on you and you altered who you were because that's what you were trained to do. And if you've never been in multi-level marketing, I want you to give that grace to people. I want you to understand that if they're in it that they aren't aware of the things that they are part of and it's going to be almost impossible for you to reach them. So if you need to take a minute, if you need to step aside and let them go through the process, then do that. But if you are able Be there for them on the other side because they will really, really need you. And always remember that they are a product of this system. They are not themselves because that's not what they are trained to be. We all need to give so much grace to the people that are caught up in this. It's not easy on the other side, it's really difficult and I hope that this podcast has helped you feel more at ease if you've been part of multi-level marketing and I hope if you haven't been part of multi-level marketing it helps have a bit more of a depth of understanding and I just really hope that we can all give each other more grace because 99.6% of people who are part of it, they aren't the problem, they are the product of that system, they are victims of multi-level marketing. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Slow Living Collective podcast. I love doing these episodes, the good, the bad and sometimes the ugly, right? But I really do enjoy sharing my heart and my experiences with you guys. If you enjoy these episodes, I would love if you could leave me a rating and a review. These things are so, so important to podcasters and it would mean the absolute world to me. I talk about everything I talk about here right over on my Instagram page. So I would love to see you over there. Follow me there at Life on Plot 44 and yeah just come along and join my journey. I Like I say, I talk about the good, the bad and the sometimes ugly and I would love to connect with you. Community is so important to me. Thank you again so much for listening to this episode and I will catch you in the next one.